Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 49 of the weekly Yes And podcast. I am your host, Travis Thomas, uh, the creator of the Yep, as well as the creator of Live Yes And. You can check me out, liveyesand.com, as well as at liveyesand. So this is podcast episode 49. We're creeping up to episode 50. Uh, have almost been doing this for a year now, uh, really one a week for for the year. So creeping up to episode 52, which will be one year. I'm excited about that. And I'm excited about all of the, the entrepreneur uh, podcasts that I have been doing this month, which is uh, a lot of them. And so really over the next month, month and a half, I'll be able to, uh, well, I'm continuing to record them and interview them, but we'll really be able to uh, unveil these over the next few months. So really excited about that. And really excited about today's guest, Dr. Camilla Holst. And uh, before I get into that interview too much, quick little reminder that uh, I'm actually going to be on the road uh, a lot coming up in the next month and a half. I get to go to Arizona and work with the Chicago Cubs. I'll be heading up to Michigan, over to St. Louis, uh, to North Carolina a few months from now. So really excited about all those speaking opportunities and, and meeting some uh, some new people in person. And really excited that... Um, I have my audiobook, Three Words for Getting Unstuck, Live Yes And. I have it on Podbean, www.podbean.com. I'll include the link in uh, the podcast um, for today. But for a short time, if you want to download my audiobook, all 130 pages, a special rate of $5.99 for that audiobook. And so that rate will stay up for about a week, and then it'll go back up to its normal rate of $9.99. So if you want to listen to me reading my book, it's $5.99 on Podbean, uh, and I'll include that link as well. So really excited about that, and um, just another way for you to uh, to suck in the knowledge that is three words for getting unstuck, live yes and. Speaking of knowledge, let's get to today's podcast. Really excited. It's cool just how you meet people and you're introduced to people, and I get to interview them and just see how creative and interesting they are. And uh, Dr. Camilla Holst is no different. She's a doctor of chiropractics. She specializes in helping women experience wellness and healthy lifestyle throughout pregnancy and after birth. She clearly wrote that. I did not. Uh, but she is. Uh, she used to be a high-performing athlete. Um, uh, she's worked with uh, Olympic world champion athletes uh, as uh, in her chiropractics, and she moved to Hong Kong two years ago with no return ticket. One suitcase, no return ticket, and uh, she moved to Hong Kong to open her own health clinic, uh, combining chiropractic and Japanese uh, sort of negative ion spa. I'm going to pretend I know what I'm talking about, but I don't. Um, but uh, And so she and I got a chance to to talk last week. And uh, FYI, any uh, future guests of the weekly Yap, uh, she sent me a gift basket after the interview. That's the way it's done, people, right there. <laughs> so Dr. Holst, uh, she and I, we go uh, to some cool places in this podcast, including her swimming with sharks and being the uh, the Tomb Raider that she is. So without further ado, please help me welcome to the weekly Yes Am podcast, Dr. Camilla Holst. So please welcome to the weekly Yes And podcast, Dr. Camilla Holst. Camilla, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm 
so excited to be here and share my thoughts with you, Travis, and your listeners. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. And I said actually good morning. It's morning for me here in the U.S. It's actually evening for you over in Hong Kong. Now, you're in Hong Kong, so what have you been doing today? This is sort of the end of the day for you. Yeah, this is the end for me, almost. I still have some appointments later. Um because the city never sleeps. So, uh, <laughs> so th- this is the uh, this is the other New York City. Is that right? It is. It's like we call it Asia's New York. <laughs> so you've had you've had a full you've had a full work day. You, you you mentioned before we started that you've done some yoga today. Um, yeah. So okay. So you moved to Hong Kong two years ago um, yes. with no return ticket. Let's talk about that. How did that come about? <laughs> How crazy is that? Huh? <laughs> thought I would return within a month and go okay try that Um, but I figured if you usually if you buy a return ticket right yes how are you going to be 100% there right and um, so that's basically why I thought I want to give it my all I want to you know try everything I can to succeed in this city and if I have that lifeline maybe I won't do as well as I could yeah. So the uh, the um, the no plan B approach. Yes. I like it. Well, what inspired you to move to Hong Kong in the first place? So in, it actually um, came through because I met a really nice guy. <laughs> so love, I would say. Okay. Um, I actually met him in Copenhagen and um, started dating him and fell madly in love and found out he lived across the world I was like what are the odds (laughs) finally I meet this awesome guy and he lives in Hong Kong and uh, within three months he asked me to move in with him here in Hong Kong and I said yes and you bought the one-way ticket I bought the one-way ticket and here I am still two years later and so you are a, a doctor of chiropractics and uh, Japanese negative, is it Ion Spa? Yes. Is that correct? So so how do those two, what's, what's the connection between those two? So I wanted to create a holistic health clinic and usually chiropractors work together with physios and maybe massage therapists, mm-hmm. but I wanted to do something more Asian. So I got these negative ion beds it's basically rocks so you lie on these rocks from Hokkaido and Japan that gives you a nice radiation very good stuff that makes you heal so it basically helps your body heal and they get really hot and then you your body is covered so it's basically like a one-man sauna oh interesting your, your head is from outside so better than the Finnish saunas where it's the whole body. Yeah. I, personally, I can't last more than 15 minutes, but in this, I can lie for an hour, and it's just awesome. Just sweating your body whole through, and it's detoxing and everything. So that's that's amazing, and, and, and it works very well. And you had this, you had this interest uh, before even moving to Hong Kong. No, this is a new thing here. Oh, it is. Okay, so you you picked yeah. it up since you've moved there. Yes. Oh, interesting. And what was what was your what was the inspiration or the motivation for you to get into chiropractics in the first place? Well, back when I 
was uh, younger, I was on the national team in athletics. So I was doing heptathlon, so seven di different disciplines. And yes. my coach, he sent me to this guy. And I was like, why do I need to see him? <laughs> and he was like, just go see him, you know, see what he can do. And I was like, yeah, but I'm fine. Um, and then this guy, he just started aligning my spine, my neck, and my pelvic. Yes. And I remember when I got back to the stadium, I could feel when I was doing hurdles, mm -hmm. I could use both legs all of a sudden. Uh, I wasn't dominant on just one leg, and I could jump higher, I could run faster, and I was like, that's amazing. He just did that with his hands. Uh, so that's basically what inspired me later on when I stopped my career. I thought I can still be in the in the same business helping athletes. Um, and instead of prescribing medicine, I can use my hands to make them peak perform. Interesting. Oh, that's so. It, it really came out of your own experience as an athlete. Yeah. And I know you you've worked with a lot of athletes uh, as a chiropractor as well. Um, but it seems that your your focus nowadays is more on um, on, on pregnant pregnancy, helping women uh, through pregnancy and and, and post pregnancy. How did that come about? So I've always done both since day one, basically, and uh, it just seemed when I moved here, there were so many pregnant women. Like, I've never seen this <laughs> many pregnant women ever. <laughs> uh, and at the same time, the, it's quite difficult to get authorized here as an expat. Okay. And I knew there were so many expat women looking for that specialist that they can trust. And and so, so it, it came to life like that. And all of a sudden, that was my whole clientele. So I niched down. Um, and now I'm the go-to pregnancy specialist here. So. <laughs> <laughs> so that's amazing. I didn't see that one coming. But, uh, but I still enjoy treating athletes. And I will do when I... When I travel, if there's someone who needs my help, I will always help them. Usually the women will go, can you please treat my husband? He does triathlon. He's got low back, low back pain or whatever it is. Like, can you please take a look? And, of course, I, I do that too. And so uh, for, for you, and you, you mentioned sort of your resistance to wanting to go to a chiropractor for yourself. Um, and, yes. I, and I know that there's a lot of misconception out there about chiropractics in general what are, what are some of the misconceptions that you have had that you had or that you commonly hear that uh, that you get the opportunity to uh, reverse yeah for me I thought it was I thought chiropractic was um, for old old people okay yeah <laughs> I, don't know why. I just thought old people with bag issues or something not for young people like yeah. why uh, so obviously I had no clue how it could change my life. Um, usually, I guess it's fear-based. People have seen movies, or they're a bit scared. Like, what about when you're gonna? Can you break my neck? Like stuff like that. They're asking uh, on a daily basis, and I really enjoy. I actually enjoy when people are a bit scared because I like to calm them down and actually give them a great first experience, which is so important. Yeah. So I kind of like that. It's, yeah. It's cool to bring people around. Uh, that's great. And now, again, a, a great segue because you mentioned fear and uh, as, as sort of being uh, an issue that you have to deal with with people. And I know that you recently just wrote a book that addresses fear. What? Tell me about the book. 
Yeah, well, I'm 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 writing it right now. Actually, I'm I'm in the editing phases, which you know, because you just had a book coming out too. Yes, yes. <laughs> Can take take some time, right? <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> but but yeah, um, I decided to write a book um, a couple of years ago. It wasn't really a book. It was actually all my notes, um, like personal diaries and notebooks that I just have collected throughout the years. And I realized maybe it would be a good idea to get them all together and, and write something that might help someone else out there. And then that's how my, my book came to life. And, and, uh, and, and it talks a lot about fear. And, and, and the title of the book is? The Fear Bucket List. The Fear Bucket List, which I love because obviously when most people think about a bucket list, they're not thinking about... They're thinking more things they would you know love to do, uh, not so I much know, right? fears like, they want to take on. Stuff they want to do, but this one, no, no, it's only all the scary stuff, <laughs> all the stuff you don't want to do. Yes, yeah, so this is so literally, it's it's the idea of thinking about the things that that scare you, and and going at them, running at them. Definitely jump right in there. I love that one. Well, yeah, one of my favorite sort of. Uh, 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 ideas is the idea of run at the dog, and run at the dog comes kind of from an old story about uh, a Buddhist monk, you know, running directly at a vicious dog that was going to attack him, and how it diffused the dog by running at the fear. Yes. <clears throat> and so I, I just love that idea of running at the dog. So, so this is your way of encouraging people to think about all those things that that scare them, and and to go at them. So how have you how have you done that for yourself? So I, I started writing down everything I could consciously think about and unconsciously. And I also, I asked people close to me <laughs> if they'd noticed something that they thought I was scared of. Uh, and then I, I wrote down the list. Um, so it's, it's everything from diving with the white sharks to, you know, rappelling down a waterfall. Um, and I know you have a fear of sharks too, right? <laughs> well, just so everyone knows, you you know you sent me a, a a picture of the cover of the book, you know, last night as we were preparing yeah. for this, and on the cover there's there's a white shark, you know, the fin yeah. popping out of the water, and I'm like, okay, you know, you're you're speaking my fear language for sure, and you messaged back that you actually took that picture yourself. So tell us about the white the white shark experience. Yeah. So so the picture is quite up close. <laughs> it looks that way, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that wasn't even the big one. There, there's <laughs> such a big difference. And I remember sitting back in Denmark watching National Geographic or something. Yeah. And uh, I was watching this. <clears throat> they always have this sh- Shark Week. Or, yes, love Shark yeah. Week. Absolutely. <laughs> right, Absolutely. Right, right, right. Awesome program. And I remember seeing this great white just coming from the depth and, and kind of breaching the, the breaching the jumping yes. jumping jaws yes caught it on camera ever this camera crew and they was following them around and I remember thinking wow that is that's super scary I, I have to do that right uh, so that's where you went huh you went <laughs> <laughs> you went that's super scary I need to do that okay why why yeah, did you do that like a voice inside like it, it's for me it's been like a quest to to face what I'm scared of so every time there's something that comes up like that I will I will take action I will I'll find a way to go and face that because I know every time I face something it 
basically something that I think is really scary. It, it you just you become so much more empowered after. It's it's just a, an incredible sensation. You become so much more in touch with yourself, who you really are. Um, so so it's really been a quest for me. But uh, that experience was awesome. That was and and I actually I went there with one of my girlfriends who had a fear of boats because she had once fallen over in kind of in South Africa, right, where uh, all the white sharks. Yeah. So she was scared yeah. shitless to go on this boat. So I said, okay. So I faced my fear of sharks, and you face your fear of boats, and we go there together and make sure no one chickens out. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we did, and then like they. You come out and it's it's between two islands. It's, it's called Shark Alley, and all the seals live there. And then they cross over from island to island, and all the white sharks are basically waiting for them there to eat them. So so that's where they put the cage down. So you and so then, this was you getting into the diving cage and and being oh underwater yeah. with them. Yeah. Oh boy. And there were supposed to be other people, but I don't know. They got seasick or something, so I was all alone in this huge cage. And I remember them saying, "Okay, so whatever you do, do not stick your hands or feet out right. of the cage." We have had accidents, and like you just don't do that. <laughs> and this cage is banging into the side of the ship, so you're just trying to hold on. And what happens? Your legs, your arms, everything just <laughs> falls out between the bars. And all you can think is, don't do that, don't do that. But you, you just can't help it because right. the waves are so big and right. quite water, so you can't really control the surroundings. And so you're you're yeah. going face to face with great white sharks. Yes. Yeah. And 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 you're here to tell us about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can really recommend it. It's it's beautiful, and it's it's beautiful in the way that my fear got turned into appreciation for these animals i think sometimes they get betrayed portrayed in the in the tv shows and the movies <laughs> so many movies where they attack people and so so it creates fear in us and and i remember thinking when you could get eye contact with them and they're just kind of curious as what kind of creature you are and you're there thinking that's an interesting animal as well. So you, you kind of, I don't know, it was just a, it's a different connection than just watching it on TV. And it, it really gave me a lot of respect for them and and, and later on led me to, to do a lot of ocean preservation. So I think, mm. yeah, I could definitely recommend going and seeing them in real life. Yeah, and as, as much as I am a big chicken when it comes to sharks, I, I do have a deep appreciation for them. You know, I, I live down here in Florida. Um, and so my wife gives me a hard time about being such a shark chicken, but, uh, uh, but no, I, I, I am a huge fan of them as just, you know, immensely beautiful creatures and, and knowing, like you mentioned about all of the incorrect misconceptions about them. Now, now tell me about this. Tell me about this idea of facing your fear of deciding to take a fear Head on from a from a mental standpoint, um, how is it that you're able to, or what is it that, that's going on in your thought that allows you to sort of um, approach these fears, especially when you're really in that heightened moment of the fear, when you're looking face to face with a great white shark, when you're rappelling down a waterfall, where do you go, sort of mentally or spiritually, that allows you to to uh, do that? So it's, it's definitely a mindset, uh, a mode of being, if you want to call it like that. 
And I think it was ingrained in me since I was a child. My dad was a legend in the Danish Frogman Corps, which is the equivalent of the Navy SEALs or the SBS. Yeah. British ones. And uh, so he, he trained me, even though I didn't even know it from a very, very young age. Uh, he, the way I learned to swim, he just threw me in the water <laughs> and told me not to um, go back to where he threw me in and just keep on going and like use my arms and legs. And like, so little lessons like that, he's always kind of taught me how to jump right in. Um, my favorite toys as a kid was my bow and arrow and my knife. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and he would teach me how to survive in nature if I ever got lost, like what I could eat, what I couldn't eat. And so he's basically, it's like growing up with Bear grills. <laughs> <laughs> so interesting. So yeah, that was, that's obviously not, not a typical childhood. And so, but to you, I'm sure it was just normal. Yeah, definitely. And all the little lessons that you don't know is a lesson at the time. I remember watching... Karate Kid, yes, and so. Mr. Miyaki, and all these things he made him do, and he thinks it's so annoying. And I remember thinking that too when I was, you know, I had to put all the firewood <laughs> in a correct pile or go row the boat while he put the nets. Like everything he did was to kind of train me and my mindset. Uh, but you just you don't know at the time, but later on it makes so much sense. Oh, that's that's fan- that's so interesting. Well, and, and and speaking more specifically about mindset, what is it? Um, talk about that a little bit, especially especially when it comes to 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 facing your fears and going through adversity, because I think I think that's an area that I love to focus on, I, and I think that prevents many of us from from facing some of our fears and doing some of those scary things. So, so how do you how do you mentally um, uh, approach that from a mindset standpoint. Well, you're definitely right. Most people are held back by their fear, or they they'll rather stay in their comfort zone, right, than than get out there in the unknown, because it's scary, and it's an innate fear, I think, in us. Um, but I think a way to to overcome it, for me, it's a way of saying, okay, fear. What's fear? Okay, it's it's a feeling. Okay, it's like being hungry. If you're hungry, what do you do? You go eat. But if you're you're scared, what what happens? People freeze or they run away or mm-hmm. like they react in these weird ways. So why not just use this emotion, which it is, and think about it like all our other normal emotions and just a part of life. And then in a way you're more prepared once the fear arrives, if you change your mindset about it. So instead of freezing up or just running away, you go, oh, this is actually a great opportunity for me to like heighten my consciousness. That's how I always think of it. There's a fear comes up. Okay, I might get sweaty palms. My heart starts beating. You know, your mouth becomes dry. All these little signs. Mm-hmm. And I say, okay, that's a sign of I can progress in some way. And for me, it means a higher level of consciousness. So you, you raise your awareness and so if you can think about it as an opportunity and a great opportunity instead of just being scared, that helps a lot. Interesting. Yeah, I love that. And I love, I mean, obviously the physiological signs are always yeah. there that we recognize sort of as our fear triggers. Yeah. And I, and I love, 
you mentioning that seeing this as an opportunity, um, one of my my Navy SEAL friends, actually, he talks a lot about this idea of, in SEAL training, um, uh, it, recognize something as a threat. Uh, I think it's threat or threat or opportunity. Um, yeah. Or, and, and, and just being able to sort of take on that, uh, uh, not necessarily seeing fear as, as a bad thing, but, you know, seeing it as, like you said, as an opportunity. And it's even more important with the special forces because if they freeze up, it's it's life and death. Sure, right. Uh, and and these tough guys, <laughs> they have a hard time admitting being scared, and that's number one. Like you need to be able to admit, okay, I'm scared. Right. What do I do now? Like right. what do I do? I don't freeze up. I do something. I do something. And that's that's super important. Yes. Yes. So being yeah being being. Uh, uh, honest enough to and being vulnerable enough to to admit that we have fears and so that we can yeah. because once obviously once we can admit them then we can address them but if we're in denial exactly. obviously we just keep setting ourselves up for for big failure yeah and now you are currently um you're studying uh tai chi and you mentioned it's with one of hong kong's biggest tai chi masters yes. so what are you learning from this this new practice of Tai Chi, what how is that helping? Because you're talking about uh, higher consciousness and what I would call mindfulness. What are you learning in this new pursuit? Yeah, so so I've been involved with meditation techniques for many many years. I've had many many mentors, Buddhist monks, and everything, and, and meditation teachers. But the the Tai Chi is more like a, a way of life, a way of living, and I think. The best lesson Tai Chi has taught me is patience. <laughs> For sure, patience, because um, it's every single movement is so slow and precise. And when you look at it, you just think, "Oh, that that's probably quite easy," you know, because it's not like kung fu where they're jumping around, but they're doing it quite slowly. But it's so difficult to to learn these movements, and and you really need patience in order to learn this. Um, but I really enjoy that. I think I needed to learn that lesson. I think that's why I attracted this in my life at this point. I always believe we attract that, what we need. So yes. Tai has definitely taught me that. And then I just love listening to old Chinese history and from the old days. I love that. I'm a complete history freak, <laughs> totally nerd. Uh, love everything about Chinese history, Egyptology, the Mayans, you name it. All this stuff, I love it. Is is that why your friends uh, have given you the nickname of Tomb Raider? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which I love. And for those of you who can't see, uh, uh, Camilla's Skype picture that, I, that I'm getting a chance to look at right now is a fantastic rendition of Tomb Raider. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was my nickname from high school. It started back then already. I think it was the diving and the adventure and yeah. Well, yeah, having uh, yeah, have, having a father like like the father you had, I, I'm sure that that set you up uh, for this life of adventure. Yeah, for sure. And now you mentioned that you've been into meditation for a while now, uh, and actually meditation and and. Uh, 
is is a newer area for me within the last few years, uh, but really embracing it. Obviously, seeing tremendous benefit in it, the value in it. Uh, for for someone new who is who is listening, uh, do you have any? Uh, are there are there quick meditate? I know it sounds even bad asking quick meditations, but do you have? <laughs> Certain sort of, I'm thinking more when you're recognizing that you're a little bit mentally out of sorts, or or maybe when you find yourself coming up against fear. Do you have a quick sort of uh, uh, routine or technique that you do that allows you to sort of get grounded and and conscious again? Yeah, I actually a lot of people ask me that, and I I um, I actually included it in the book in one of the chapters about meditation. It's actually called "How to Meditate Even Though Even If You Can't Sit Still." Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> I, I think a lot of people listening probably can relate to that on on our, our yeah. Western <laughs> our Western yes. pace. Exactly. So uh, um, I'll give that to your listeners. Fantastic! Great. Yeah, All right. Well, we, we sure. yes, we will we will include that in, in the links for sure. And yeah. so you're over in Hong Kong now. You've you've got your practice, and yes. uh, you're diving with sharks, and you are helping pregnant women, and uh, you are taking Tai Chi. Where, what is there a vision you have of, of of where you're wanting to go, or is it really just about just sort of appreciating and and embracing this uh, the, the current experience? You know what? When I was younger, it was all about getting from A to B and being very, being an athlete, and you know, like it's it's very uh, oriented, and you always have a record you need to beat and all this stuff. And as I grow older, I, I really, really try and remind myself to enjoy the journey uh, because I feel like that is the hard part. Yeah. And I think if you can really learn that, that's the key. Where, where do you where do you tune where do you turn in your life for your own sort of personal inspiration? So my personal, I I have a routine every every day, and that's my me time, my my development time, if you will. Yes, uh, I, I call it your oxygen, your oxygen activities. Yes. So so what exactly. what are your what are your oxygen activities? So for me, it has. It's. Um, I do this uh, higher self meditation first, which where I use my breathing, uh, which I think is the most important thing. First thing when you get up in the morning to start breathing properly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I use three minutes for gratitude. Three minutes for visualization, and there I can. Sometimes I go six months out in the future but that's actually about it yeah. I don't go five years in the future I know a lot of people do this and then they plan backwards but I feel like six months for me is, is, is okay I don't need to know what's going on there I, I, I believe that I'm on the path that I'm supposed to so and then I include prayers I call them prayers but I'm not really religious but uh, it's more in invocations so I'll do if I feel particular masculine that day which I do tend to sometime feel a bit too masculine then I'll do an invocation to the divine feminine call mm-hmm. that into my life throughout the day or sometimes I feel like forgiving myself and others and releasing it That's, uh, so it depends. And, and then every day before I see any patients, I will do a divine guidance and channeling. And, 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 and open up. Yeah, what does, what does that look like? So 
there I will ask all my guides to help me in the day's work and in order for me to offer the best possible treatment to that patient that I'm, I'm seeing mm. or the patients I'm seeing that day and, and only so they receive the healing that they can handle themselves. So I always respect this and I never try and push anything. I, I kind of take it like I feel they can handle it. And I think that's so important. In, in this field of work that you don't push things on people. Yeah. And then to to fill myself up, that's my Bikram yoga. I swear to Bikram yoga, <laughs> where it's it's about 105 Fahrenheit in right. the room and you sweat. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. And so, so that's, that's yeah, that's a fantastic um, list of activities. You've got visualization. You've got you've got prayer. You've got gratitude. You've got forgiveness. Um, opening yourself up to to the divine. You've got your own um, uh, yoga. So you, I tell you what, you've kind of hit every every possible uh, self care uh, spot there. Yeah, that's fan- that's fantastic. And then I have my bulletproof coffee <laughs> every day. Bulletproof yeah. co- coffee? That's my new thing, yeah. So what's, uh, what's the bulletproof coffee all about? So I, I make it myself now. So I'll just make a coffee on the machine, and then I put it in the blender, put some butter and a bit of coconut oil, a tablespoon of coconut oil, and then I blend it for about a minute, and it becomes quite creamy. Yeah. Uh, and I have that, and I'm ready to start my day. Ah, now you've got me thirsty. That sounds delicious. Right? And it's morning. You're your time. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm just, uh, yes, I, I could use a, a cup of bulletproof coffee. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> Dr. Camilla, we've, I've added a new segment to, um, to the, uh, my podcast recently, which is a little bit of improv word association. And so I'm going to give you a word. I just want you to, to go with the first thing that pops in your head. It can be a word. It can be a phrase. It can be a feeling, whatever it means to you. How does that sound? Sounds amazing. All right. So we're going to get our yes and on. Here we go. All right. So the first word is Hong Kong. <laughs> Busy. <laughs> <laughs> Many people. All right, so so all of the images that we see on TV and movies are accurate then, huh? Oh, yeah. Excellent. All right, next one. Your father. Mentor. Badass. <laughs> Great. Here's your next one. Uh, Olympians. Uh, clients. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Way to, way to go right to clients. Good. Yeah, mindset, uh, of course. Peak performance. Right. Who do you enjoy, actually, uh, side note, who do you enjoy, not the, the one or the other, but working with pregnant women, working with Olympians? Where, where do you get the greater satisfaction? Oh, it depends. I, I never get starstruck, but occasionally I do. That's for sure. Yeah. And it's, it's an athlete that, and especially athletic athletes, for me, or the thing so definitely when I get to treat them that's that's definitely super cool it's different I like the variation yeah so yeah don't get starstruck to the point that you you know misalign their spine and ruin their career not at all not at all but it's just I, I'm just amazed 
what they can do for sure. I, I really, I really think it's amazing. Excellent. All right, here's yeah. your next word. Fear. <laughs> Opportunity. Perfect. And the last one, adventure. Diving. Diving. Okay. So is that is that is that a passion that you're digging more into? Yeah, for sure. All right. I, I got into cave diving recently, and that's just blown my mind. It, that, it's it's even better than diving with sharks. <laughs> I mean, you talk about on the the fear and danger perspective. It's funny that you mention that because a, a friend of mine here is a a, a long time uh, diver and underwater videographer, uh, but just recently has gotten certified as a cave diver because it's a whole different it's a whole different game. I know it's extremely dangerous, yeah. but but like you said, just uh, amazing at the same time. Yeah, it's a different world, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. All right, and um, fill in the blank here. Um, living my yes is blank. Doing whatever I want on that given day. Yeah, just, just letting, letting the day present itself. Yeah, I believe it's it's super important to have a great work-life balance, for sure. Like, work is not everything, and I've always lived by that. Uh, I think it's super important to constantly grow and do retreats or whatever it, it is for you, so you grow. I don't think anyone should just work, work, work all the time. Um, so I, I, I really thrive in my life, I getting lo- that balance. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And so, uh, uh, Camilla, what is the, the best way for people to, uh, to find out more about you, to be in touch with you? So, um, my website, www.camillaholst.com. It's Camilla, K-A-M-I-L-L-A-H-O-L-S-T. Um, Instagram, I love taking photos, so that's basically, I think that's the one I'm on the most. Yes, and me my too. name there is at Doctor, so Dr. Camilla Holst. Twitter is at Camilla Holst. So basically, Camilla Holst with a K, you can find me, and um, yeah, Facebook. I love social media, I think it's an awesome way we can all keep in touch regardless of where we live in the world. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. And I will, I will include all those links um, <clears throat> in the podcast links, as well as a link to the, uh, the chapter that you included from your book as well. Yeah, definitely. That'll be nice. Can't wait to share it with you. Oh, yes. Fantastic. Well, this has been, this has been a treat for me. I've loved it. Uh, getting a chance to talk to a real-life chiropractic tomb raider. <laughs> 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 and uh, it's, it's been a pleasure, uh, Doctor. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me, Travis. It was, it was really nice talking to you, and I, I really hope I, I've done some sort of good stuff. And uh, I can't wait to, to share this book with the world, for sure. Thank oh. you so much for no, having th- me. This has been fantastic. Thank you. And, and thanks to everyone listening. And make sure you guys have a great yes and day.